At HSBC, we understand how important it is for businesses to keep pace with technology. That's why we've brought together some of the world's leading minds to ask how we can use tech to create a more sustainable future. I think everybody cares about sustainability these days. It is just the number one priority for businesses and their employees and for consumers. Watch our full video series at business.hsbc.com forward slash tech. HSBC. Together, we thrive. Hey guys, and welcome to the Startup Diary. I just wanted to start this episode with another review. Uh, this time left from a Johnny C. Title, Listen From Beginning. I would recommend that you listen to this podcast from the beginning. It's great to hear the journey of these guys. I believe all companies like this should have a podcast. It's such a great way of building a community. And talking about community, if you haven't heard, go back and listen to episode 194, where we are actually building the Startup Diary community on Slack. I just want to say a huge thank you to those 10, 15 people that have jumped in and carried the conversation going. We're already seeing a huge amount of value take place in our Slack channels. So if you don't know much about that yet, go back, listen to 194. The information and the email of how to get involved is all in there. On that note, let's get into today's show. Guys, welcome to episode 196 of the Startup Diary podcast. In the show, you're going to hear why we have had yet another lapse in shows coming out. It's just been manic here at Expert Trades, but more importantly, this isn't about us making our standard war cry, which is we're apologizing, <laughs> which is we apologize we for being busy. Back. <laughs> uh, this is just more around having just a very frank conversation about the direct impact that uh, some of the decisions you make in your business and how it can affect the bottom mm. line. Um, so Harry, I'll, I'll lead this one and we can just dig into it. I'm not sure how long this one's going to take, but over the last, I would say, five to six weeks, we've had three fairly substantial events take place in the business just in terms of how much time and energy and resource have gone into these three things. So uh, the first one being Expert Trades Live, and if, yep. if you don't know much about that, go back and listen to, was it the last show that we did, Harry? Uh, I want to, uh, yeah, 195 Expert Trace Line. 195. And I think when you when you think about it, if you just look at the calendar, so actually it's just four days, but like we know internally how mm. much work went into trying to build the workbook, like the booking system, the platform, do the marketing yep. to get the ticket sales. So we did that event. Then after that, we did a trade show. We did installer over in Coventry, which was a three-day trade show. But because it wasn't just us managing our own booth for us, we had four partners take place, four brands that we work with. Everything around that was big. It just took time. It took energy. We did a whole four-week campaign leading up to it. And then me and you, where do we go? <laughs> Down under. <laughs> Aussie land. So we, we went... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty spot. <laughs> Wallaby. Uh, we, <laughs> we went uh, down to Australia with one of our clients. The, we yep. wanted to help um, them with a new distributor, make sure that it's successful in a new market. We're one of our longest standing clients. And I think when you look at it, all those three things were very successful for us independently as a business. Like they all went very, very well. But I came into the office sort of, was it last week? I think I did. I send that email around to everyone last week. Yeah, it was last week. 
Cool. I love the fact that I just say that email and you know which one I'm talking about because I never send those emails out. Um, it's always like, dear all. Dear all. And then everyone's here, ears here perk go. up. Um, Usually but, followed towards the bottom by bullet points of what different actions different people need to take. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned the bullet points actually because uh, I was just I had an email over the weekend from a, from a member of Expert Trades and... I said, let me just reply. So he sent me a very lengthy email. I said, let me just reply with bullet points. And he, he was, uh, he, he has a couple of issues and I was just trying to resolve it. And he was like, Adam, I've yeah. clearly pissed you off because I only ever reply in bullet points when I'm annoyed or frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, actually, that's fairly fitting. Um, but yeah, so I, I sent an email out to the team because one thing, my responsibility in the company is uh, predominantly on the sales and marketing front. And because we put so much time and energy into Expert Trades Live and that, that sort of, sapped up me and Edie and then took you off the you yeah. uh, out the office for a couple of days and then installer was exactly the same thing that was a big four-week campaign did the same thing for you you had to come in across and do the filming for three days mm-hmm. uh, and then Australia just wrote us off for a full week like that all sounds great but the key thing that I wanted to just drill into and I don't this might just end up me just being a monologue just ranting for five minutes fine mate I enjoy your company <laughs> The key thing I want to drill into is this thing called opportunity cost and just understanding that when you put stuff into your calendar or your diary or every time you say yes to something in the business, you're actually saying no to something else just without realizing it. And what I do on a day-to-day basis is I worry about making sure we've got the right people in the right seats, the team. Uh, I then worry about our partners, making sure they're happy uh, on a very high level. And then ED looks after sort of on the day-to-day basis. But then I have to worry about revenue because as we want to grow this business, the only way we're going to do that is by just bringing more money in. Like we need, uh, we've got salaries to pay and we've got big ambitions. So to do that, we need to bring revenue in. But by doing these these three things that we've spoken about in the last sort of five, six weeks, I didn't really understand how much I was taking my eye off the prize in terms of making sure we've got revenue. And the key thing is for the business that we're in is it's there's two different parts of it. We've got the website sales, and we've got the office sales, which are fairly immediate, no pipeline mm-hmm. really needed, yep. very short cycles, which basically means if, you, if you're new to sales, you have different sales cycles in business. So sometimes you might walk into a shop and you have an impulse decision you buy immediately, very short sales cycle. If you're selling like enterprise software uh, into big businesses, Fortune 500s and all that good stuff, is your sales cycle might be 18 months. Like it takes a long time yeah. to get stuff implemented. So with the partnerships and the campaigns that we run, which equate to about 80% of the revenue into the business, they can take anywhere from four weeks to four months is, is my estimation. A couple of meetings, four weeks to four months is probably about right. And what that means if you're in any sort of business that has a longer sales cycle is you can enjoy the, the revenue you've built up or the, the deals you've put in the pipeline for the last three months because they'll start to close. If you just know your numbers, you'll just see the top of the funnel stuff just mm-hmm. starts to trickle its way down to the bottom and they'll start to close. But when you take your eye off the prize for about six weeks, you don't feel the pain immediately because you've got previous deals that yeah. are still closing. So the revenue on your management account still look okay. And then all of a sudden, and it just it comes off a cliff. It's just like poof, drops. It's like, oh, that's because th- four to four months ago, I've taken my eye off the prize and stopped putting deals on the top of the pipeline. So this show is more about just me just explaining emotionally where I am as a business in terms of that for me hit harder than I expected because I took my eye off that. But for the first time, normally I just sit in my office and just think about it, get a strategy together and work out how I'm going to fix it. But I actually sent a message out to the whole team this time because I think it's really important for me to then top down 
just explain to the team where my head is because it's all great as having a focus on the app and the websites and the videos that you're doing. Uh, but if the team need to understand that actually, if there's an opportunity that you know about that I don't know about at this point in time, if a client has said we might be interested in X or we've got people calling up about websites, but we're not trying to close them. We're just saying, oh, we've got, because we're busy with websites at the moment. Yeah. We've got enough in the pipeline. I sent a message out to the team that says, hey guys, um, I was taken off the prize because of these three events. Uh, my my sales pipeline has just dried up slightly. What I need to do is I need your help. Anything that you're aware of in your pipeline, even just passing comments from clients, potential customers, please feed back into me so that I can get to work and just accelerate my normal sales process. Um, and to be honest, that's what I just wanted to, I just wanted to explain that to the guys who listen to the shows. If if you have a sales cycle that is, is sort of longer than a week or two, you need to be aware that if you're not putting stuff in the top of the funnel, you're going to feel the pain later on. And that is exactly where we are today. And as I said, this is what we're trying to do on the show. Just document exactly what we're, what we're doing, what we're winning at. Um, I think you, uh, I think we brought something similar up before because we had a similar situation. Mm. I can't remember when... Uh, because we obviously do so much, but similar thing happened last time, but probably on a short period. This has been, this has probably been a total of what, a month, maybe even six yeah, weeks. Yeah, I think it's like six weeks in total. Away. So obviously you're feeling it a lot more this time. Yeah. Um, you said opportunity cost. How do you prevent something like that though? If you're not aware of the opportunity that you're going to miss. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good point. And I think one of the hardest thing for any, any small business or any business is saying no to revenue. Because revenue allows you to do everything in the business. It allows you to hire the right people, mm. build a team and all that good stuff. In terms of like the opportunity cost that, that I look at with stuff like this, I think we always underestimate how much work is required for any project. And whether that's us as a team, or whether that's just everyone listening, like we always underestimate how long stuff takes. And because we underestimate it, we underprice it. And what that means is you kind of sometimes feel like you're on a hamster wheel because you've underpriced it. It's gone on longer. So when you're meant to have a week free to do all the client work, you don't actually have that week free because you're doing revisions mm. or, or follow-up stuff. And you've not made enough money to cover the cost of the time extra it's taken you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and I think there's, there's a couple of things that we need to improve as a business. And this isn't talking about the trade side of the business. This is talking about how we manage our relationships with partners um, and just making sure that one, we and this is probably another episode in terms of how we need to just, mm. the lessons we've learned about acting like an agency and communications with partners and clients and then one making sure that they are completely aware of all the work that we do because we've had feedback that says we just don't we know we are doing the work but we don't see it visibly to the time frame that we'd expect so we're going to fix that um and like you said just stuff takes longer than expected so when we start to look at things like expert trades live we just had to be very honest with the guys in the room and said you can't imagine how much time this has taken for us to put together we might only ever do this once so that was a great pilot. So we've done it four days back to back. And off the back of that, me and Edie sat down. We did a full review last week and said, actually, in pounds and pence, how much did this cost the business? And to do that properly, you need to work out how much of my time it took. And if I wasn't doing that, what else would I be doing? So you can actually associate a real value to it. So in Edie's time, my time, your time, the booklet, the design, all that good stuff, yeah. the travel, we put down this number and it was like very expensive. Really? Yeah, very, very expensive. Uh, and we lost money on it, just net net. And if you just looked at the, the figures, you'd say, oh, we made money with ticket sales. Uh, and we had some support from one of our partners. But if you just look at the net net of that and take away time and the travel, which you don't think about, and the hotel, all that good stuff, yeah, we lost money on it. It was a great brand building exercise, but it means what we've done is said, okay, if we do this again, 
we can't have this be a loss-making exercise. It needs to be profit-making for the business. So now we just know the number we need to get for it. And if we can't get that number, we don't do it again. So that was a learning curve for us. But I think the biggest thing is like, how do you avoid, to get to your question, because I just went off a little bit. How do you avoid uh, opportunity cost? I think... Out of zero. (laughs) (laughs) Out of zero. zero. Then you'll be happy regardless. I, I just think it comes down to over time you'll learn in terms mm. you'll make the mistakes like no one's gonna listen to this and we're just gonna be able to help them in terms of oh do x y and z and you're gonna be fine you're gonna learn and i think the best thing that we do as a business is like a post-mortem on our projects like we, what, what you've literally said is the only way to know how to make sure we don't lose money next time is mm-hmm. by having done it the first time and losing money in the first place and then looking back and making the calculations like it, it sounds like you can't really know how much it's gonna cost until you've already just spent and made a loss or yeah and and there's uh, and unless you unless you are able to add a zero and cover all costs (laughs) from the beginning but i I think even people people listening i well you could have done all that work up front and part of me agrees with that like we could have sat down and and put all that work up front but there's there's intangibles that we can't measure until Mm. we're in the room as in we don't know the impact it's going to have with our community. Like, is this more than anything? This the, the expert trades live was an interesting one, and if you don't have any contacts, do go back and listen to the last show, guys. Is for us, we want to position ourselves in authority for trades professionals that we are the people that, for a low cost, we're going to help you build your business. We want to prove to you that we know our shit. Come and meet us, sit in a room, ask questions, test us, because we want we. And I, I had an opportunity to shake hands of people I've been in the community for two mm. years and I never met. Yeah. So there's like all this intangible stuff, which is great brand building exercise. Um, but depending on where you are in the cycle of your business, as I explained to the guys at Expert Trades Live, brand building is really good when your brand can afford to just yeah. do brand building exercises. We're not at that point now. So what we need to do is at least make it wipe its face, which means break even every time we do one of these. Because if we break even on the show in terms of time and money, but we also build the brand and get to shake hands of our community, it's a win. Opportunity cost-wise, I think sometimes you just got to do it and see the impact that it makes, but be willing to kill stuff because the worst thing you can do is just overcommit to something. And even when you know it's negative for the business, you keep doing it because you said you're going to do it. So we learned in that respect. So we said to the guys at Expert Trades Live, listen, we might not do this ever again. We've just got to look at the financials to see if it's worth it. But you made sure that we've done we did four dates back to back to make sure we got it done in as quick a time as possible so we can get the feedback on whether we can do it again or should do it again 100 percent awesome point and i completely rather than just dipping your toe in one and thinking uh, like for example like we saw the difference in all four days yeah like it got better and better and then the last day was slightly different to the the day before because the group was different, not the delivery of the of exactly. Yeah, just like so. just a whole dynamic thing. But your point is amazing in terms of like we wanted to do four, and originally we thought, okay, we'll do four, we'll do one a month. But then all of a sudden we've got this thing called Expert Trades Live, and it's floating around for four months before we really get any feedback. So we said, okay, let's just do it the week after Australia. Let's just do it. Let's just, <laughs> just do it. Roll off a plane. Tuesday, Wednesday, a... Thursday, Friday, back to back to back to back. So we can have this fast feedback. And that's a really, really good point. I think if you're going to try and review something, you need that really small cycle. Otherwise, mm. you might waste your energy and effort on it for a long period of time. Um, opportunity cost is a killer in business. Um, and I think, the, I can't remember whether I said it on the podcast before, but opportunities are often just distractions in disguise. Like We are getting really laser focused on what we do. 
it's really interesting in terms of when I think about verified and the impact that might mm. make if we if we let that thing just go off on its own and just become its own beast and not control it um, that could that could go very well or extremely badly so that ho- managing that whole situation is going to be interesting um, but yeah guys um, this is just a quick conversation about around when you're saying yes to things you're saying no to other stuff and look at your sales cycle because when you get to your month's end your management account numbers or your account numbers or even if you just got it on a bloody spreadsheet and it's just three lines profit uh, revenue costs and profit it can be deceiving you have to work out a way to work out what deals you've got in your pipeline and just stay on top of that and this is like i'm a sales guy this is basics for me Mm. but running a small business everything gets away with you um and it got away with me this time so it was all hands on deck ask the team for support Everyone replied. Everyone looked in. Matt and Danny had some great ideas. Danny, with his SEO and his trades marketing manager package, he's getting results. He was like, I'm confident enough to push this back out. So we did that over the weekend. Got some sales for our SEO package. Got more people interested in our trades marketing Like the whole team just mucked in. And for me, that's a testament to the team that we've got because they just they understand priorities. It's sort of like, cool. If Adam's sending this email out to everyone, we know it's important. So let's just let's just muck in. And like even you got to the point where you sent a sales email last week. By the way, beautifully written. I've never seen you put an email oh, together which, uh, so well with your five-day oh, video yeah, project. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never seen you once put a, an email together so well. Still waiting for a response on that. Though. I think it's, it's, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I think but it's landed heavy in his inbox. It's probably landed heavy, but at the end of the day, this comes down to what we said. We know, we. this is a really good little tangent. We know how much work goes into mm. that. The client doesn't. Yeah. You explained it very well, but if they're not willing to pay that much money, we don't want to take the project anyway because we know how because much time it, it that's takes. Because it, it costs us. Like we're, that's we, the we opportunity charge cost. as much as we charge because it costs because the, the time it will cost. The time it costs the company, yeah. the assets that they get. Mm-hmm. And again, to drive into that opportunity cost thing is if he if he takes that project, by you sending that quote across to him, it's potentially an opportunity cost because you might have five days worth of work there, which means you don't have five days for someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So that's why you need to make sure we've charged enough for it because if someone comes knocking on the door later and goes oh we want some video next week and you go I'm sorry I've got this project if we'd done that for 50% of your price yeah. we would have all been pissed off that's that's the stuff we don't know that's coming in the pipeline but you need to leave yourself open opportunity cost saying yes to one thing is saying no to a whole of other shit whole load of other shit that you don't even know is out there and on that note guys thank you so much for listening if you want to get in touch with the show you can send an email to harrison at experttrades.com or you can hit us up on the gram where adam is super active and it is startup podcast <laughs> Harry dropped the eyes at me there startup podcast and guys if you are a long time listener to the show or you've just found us uh, this show is all about documenting what we're trying to do here at Expert Trades if you've got this far into this episode I advise you go back find some titles that interest you whether it's the sales side the marketing side or just me and Harry shooting the shit and talking about what it's like to build a business go back and listen to 194 if you are interested in joining the community this community is about 15 strong right now we've got about another 15 people on the waiting list if you want to jump in it doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur successful five years in or whether you're in your day job you're nine to five you have an idea everyone has value the key thing for me around this and this show with harrison is building this community so you can help each other we want this thing to become bigger than ourselves listen to 194 and if that excites you get in touch